With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Wade Lee. Our spring racing means test after Cox Plate Day. I, I, I have questions. Did they fire the Mr. Brightside streamers into the air from the top of the grandstand? It did look like he'd won. And Mark in Vermont is feeling that. I was shattered that Mr. Brightside didn't win the race. Watching it live, I thought he'd won. But no, good win by Romantic Warrior, though. Great race. Great race indeed. All right, the big opinions are sitting here in the studio. Johnny O'Neill, welcome. Good morning, Jared. Great race. Fantastic uh, time for the horses. Probably not so good for the owners, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, it's when, it, when so much of the track is a construction site and the offices are where... It must be a real challenge. It must be a real challenge, but I will, you know, I will sort of, we'll talk about it at length, I would imagine, but no power, no internet, no food, no hot food, can't get in the mounting yard. I think I'd rather stick a pen of my Jared, than go there again. <laughs> right. Thank you. <laughs> Wayne Hawks, hello. Good morning. That's why I didn't go. There you go. You know what? It's, it's obviously the days that you want to have runners, but if you don't have a runner, so be it. But yep. As I've said on your show and Gareth's show for the last couple of years, with the prize money discrepancy, and it is a discrepancy, let's be honest, I think that's as good a word as any, you won't have horses coming to Melbourne anymore. I mean, the Cox Plate's going to be the Cox Plate, the Caulfield Cup, Cup Week's going to be huge. But gee whiz, I mean, the support cast is going to be, uh, you know, far and uh, far and wide, isn't it? I mean, it's just, the, and I think last year, we were doing it, but we were just a touch hesitant. Whereas this year, everyone's gone, nope, we are not going to Melbourne. We're doing this, we're doing that. And I'm sure we're going to talk about Amelia's Jewel going to Sydney. We're talking about I Wish I Win that went to Sydney. Brightside went to Sydney. All of our best horses, pretty much other than Alligator Blood, and he's probably trained in Sydney, all of them have been going back to Sydney. Yep. So there, there are challenges, but there's also a glow after the Cox Plate. Is that's why it's the championship race. It's the race. The, the words of Les Carline were ringing in my ears as I walked to the car on Saturday night. It was masterpiece after masterpiece, he used to say, and it was a masterpiece on Saturday. Gareth Hall, hello. Hello, Jerry. The floor is yours for the King's Gambit. Well, I thought the Cox Plate was one of the, the great finishes that I've seen in our great race. It had it all. The build-up was something else because you had so many different opinions and from experts and from racing fans, you had opinions that Romantic Warrior couldn't win a Cox Plate. He was a false favourite after what we saw in the Turnbull Stakes. Mr. Brightside wouldn't get 2,000 metres. Alligator Blood wouldn't get 2,000 metres. Militarise is a superstar three-year-old with Zach Lloyd aboard. Um, can Fangirl get 2,000 metres? Should she be 30 to 1 or $6.50? So there were so many different unknowns and great debates leading up to the Cox Plate. And it didn't let us down. It was one of the great races. So superb rides like Williams ride on Mr. Brightside with something else. James McDonald to do what he did to put that horse romantic warrior where he did after 400 metres um, was just J-Mac at his best. And then to allow Tim Clark to come off the fence with alligator blood was another master stroke. So it was a great finish. I thought that Mr. Brightside had won. Um, but I was relieved once I heard the Matty Hill say that um, Romantic Warriors got the photo. 
So the best horse won the race. Yes. And the best weight for age form ran second and third. Correct. Mr. Brightside and Alligator yep. Blood. And Les used to say it's the right race at the right time, at the right track, over the right distance, run under the weight for age conditions, a timeless test of class. And Johnny O'Neill, I thought it was every bit of that. I agree with you, Jared. I think uh, the winner's superstar, second and third, were enormous. I thought Damien's ride on Dewis to run fourth was extraordinary. Uh, we didn't think that horse would measure up, so um, certainly hats off to, to Ed Cummings there. Gold Trip was a huge run. Coming back from the 2400, I thought Damien's lane, uh, his ride on Zaki was really, really good. And I thought Fangirl was very unlucky. Mm. Actually, if you go back and have a look, he, he, you know, he had to take his medicine on her. And uh, I, I will say in another 150 metres, it would have been fighting at the finish for sure. So elite racing. Um, and look, what a pleasure it is to see James McDonald do his thing. Um, and everybody knows I'm a, I'm, I'm a huge fan of J-Mac, oh, but oh, I, just really? thought, I just thought the ride was... <laughs> extraordinary in this time of the year. We said it last week, the cream really rises to the top. So, uh, so hats off to the, to the boys from Hong Kong to bring the horse over and, uh, we're all willing to pot it. it. Was a little bit fat, a little bit like myself and Wayne uh, first up, but started Speak to look like yourself. you and you and uh, and Gareth second up. Yeah. So they've done a good job working the the pounds off. We'll get to Gold Trip in just a moment. It'll be interesting to hear what Johnny has to say about Gold Trip after he says he's got none in the Melbourne Cup after the Caulfield Cup, Wayne. I thought some of the rides in that race were nothing short of amazing. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you look at Tim Clark's ride. I don't, I don't know anyone that said Tim Clark's ride was amazing. It was a 200 out of 10. He was riding that horse to get the 2,040. And I reckon he, did, he got about 2,030. Yeah. Let's be fair He gets 1,950 out of the game. 100%. Yeah. And, and that was always his question going in. I mean, on the corner, I was watching him. And I thought, you're home. You're home. You've just, you're cuddling. He was cuddling come on the corner. And uh, gee, goosebumps just jump up again. It was like uh, all too hard back in the three-year-old day and Seaman's push go and he went and one came over the top of him. It was exactly the same sort of scenario. But I thought his ride, you know, everyone spoke about Jay McAnally, he got on the back of him and let him get to where he got. But he just didn't go. He just waited, waited, waited. And then you saw Craig Williams slow out the gates and then manoeuvre to where he got, then darted back to the inside. And, I mean, you're going for inside runs in Cox Plates and you're uh, – well, you know, unfortunately, the Hayes crew thought they'd won. What reminded me was, um, was it Doremus, wasn't it? Was it the Melbourne yes, Cup? Right. Yeah, when correct. G Hall just went absolutely bananas. And yes, they did shoot off the uh, Mr. Brightside colours because right. I heard Ben Hayes say, and I saw those streamers go off, yeah. so I got even more excited. Poor buggers. I mean, you imagine you think you've won. So the, the big issue is the thrilling finish and yeah. all that's associated with it is James McDonald thinks he's lost and the Mr. Brightside crew are sure that they've won and then it cruelly turns. And I was talking to a few of the, the, the um, racing goers there on Saturday and you didn't really need to have a bet for the Cox Plate. Everybody like enjoyed an, an investment in, in the great race, but it was such a, with all the narratives leading in towards the, the Cox Plate, and people had their sides. Like, people love Mr. Brightside and they love Alligator Blood. And I was talking to a few of the owners and a few of the backers of those two horses on Saturday. And, Jared, I don't know what the, the listeners say on the text message, but it's like, it was like your football side lost by a point in the last kick of the day, especially for Brightside. You thought you had won that, that AFL Grand Final or that World Cup? It was, a, it was like the prelims this yeah. year, wasn't it? And you got taken away from you. 
And it's devastating. Those owners were devastated. It was like you lost a football match and you're in mourning in a way. You're proud of your horse, but you were so close and you think to yourself, well, will I get another chance to win a Cox Plate? It would have been really tough. You actually might not. Yeah. I mean, it's all right. I mean, to be fair, the Hayes boys are upbeat going, we're only 30s and 20s and we'll get our chance. Yeah. No, you're not. No. You might not ever, ever get another horse on that day. I think, yeah. I'll tell you what, champions. What about Champions Day? What about Champions Day? The last Saturday, you're probably going to have Alligator Blood and Brightside in the mile. They should just have a match race. It's going to be extraordinary. Hopefully, fangirl as well. Well, it's going to be unbelievable. So, just with Romantic Warrior winning, so I do feel this is one of those moments. I think sometimes we kid ourselves when the internationals win that this actually reverberates, and we try to comfort ourselves that, oh, one of the world's best horses came and beat him. And it's very rarely true, but this was a real genuine moment. This is Hong Kong's champion horse. They almost never come here. They came here with all the right paraphernalia, including their own caller. Let's hope they never come again. I was alongside eh? up the top. And this one matters (laughs) and, and it matters in world racing and it matters in Hong Kong racing rather than just being a a side note, oh, by the way, one of our horses won in Australia. Well, just quickly, I mean, it was when Chris Muntz um, did his time and was in trouble and then Peter Volandis brought him back to, uh, New, well, he went back to New South Wales and Peter Volandis licensed him so he could be a jockey and the Hong Kong Jockey Club in New South Wales have had a real ding-dong, you know, over the last 10 years. So it was good that they've came back to, uh, you know, do what they've done on the weekend. I realise why he didn't go to Japan, however, Jared, there was a horse by the name of Equinox that won the tennis yeah. show. Yeah, it and might he, be in the means test a bit later a on. A little later on, but that's why he, <laughs> there'll be more Hong Kong gallopers coming here instead of Japan if Equinox is still racing. So he's, yeah. a, he's a great Cox Plate winner, Romantic Warrior, isn't yeah. he? Like he's an instant great winner of the race, I think. We we, we had a few in the last 20 years. <clears throat> Shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but the Pinker Pinkers, and there has been a few over the years that you look back and you go, maybe they don't quite match up to the great greats. But when you look at the... Um, do we have a Miller's Guide anymore for all the older people listening? The <laughs> Miller's Guide, how good was that? We all had one. But you know what? You look back at the Miller's Guide at the, the previous winners, most horses you look and you go, yeah, it's a good horse's race, isn't it? Simple as that. He's yeah. one of the best. I think he's one of the best. He uh, to, to come out when he did with all the speculation around the extra weight he was carrying, you know, being a bit tubby, as I said, like Wayne and myself, and, and then to run as well as what he did in the 2000 lead up, uh, and then, you know, the, a great ride, but a wonderful horse. He'll, uh, he, can, he can probably come back again, Jared, I would have thought. The hero is James McDonald. It was his idea. Yeah. <laughs> I think that yeah. much was really clear and his emotion in the aftermath. He, he was with me a short time ago and he sort of concedes that. It was a bit reputation on the line. Uh, well, it prob- told him to come. Yes. It would want to work out. And sitting at home, you get to see all of that and you get to hear it. Whereas you three on course, you probably you obviously didn't get to listen to Racing.com and Channel 7 like I was tape one and flicking back and forth. But- we couldn't listen to it because there was no power. <laughs> That was so, not a lead-in from me either. Oh, sorry. Yeah. So at the end of the day, why he was so emotional was, had to be, was because he said, yes, this he could do the job, but also he's been doing all the work. He's been doing all the work on this horse. I mean, to be at Flemington 7 o'clock Sunday morning, to be at Werribee 7 o'clock Sunday morning, the day after races, he has to fly down on a Saturday night. So there's no early, early planes on a Sunday morning out of Sydney. So he's been doing a stack of work on this horse 
as opposed to going, yeah, I can ride that thing Saturday week and line up there in the champion stakes of the 1,200 or whatever it might be and ride it and win and go, yeah, yeah, I won. Whereas the emotion was there because I reckon he, he just put more work into that horse than he probably had put into a lot of others. And that's always when the trainers and the jockeys have their argy-bargies because jockeys half don't care and things like that, whereas he cared he was putting his reputation on the line and then he actually did a stack of work on the horse. It proves that jockeys can train better than trainers. Um, and <laughs> well, go to 400 Epsom Road, yes. J-Mac. And, and, uh, uh, Johnny O'Neill will give you a thousand to train. Yeah. I don't know if anyone yeah. else will. Did you, did you see a clip with Tom Brady talking at a, a function about what t- like gets was him fired? Was he rapping James McDonald too? Yeah, he was yeah. Tom Brady. Like yeah. he, 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 hates the, he likes to hate the opposition. I think James McDonald, he took it personally with Romantic Warrior and the knockers after Flemington, and you could hear it in his voice. I, I've said this on, I on numerous him. I, occasions. I, I admit, yeah. I admit, I knocked him. And You're it, always knocking. Yeah, him, knocking J Mac. No, no, not J not J Mac the horse. But he, he took it personally, and this was a this was something that J Mac desperately wanted to do with Romantic Warrior because, as you heard with you and J Mac this morning, um, it was his project in a way. I'm looking for a little sort of on-baller midfielder for the Tigers. Some, hope, some yeah. hope off-season. And I've got an Is there anything no, he can't do? I've That's got an O-no regarding you too with J-Mac that I won't reveal just yet. With me? Yes. With me? Oh, me. Oh, me? Oh, that, great. The two beaten horses, so Mr. Brightside and yes. Alligator Blood, I feel like their reputations and their CVs were enhanced by what happened. This has been the spring where they finally got their due. Um, Mr. Brightside elevated by some to the best horse in the country for a while and then got beaten in Sydney. Her- just heroic. And Alligator Blood's been finally getting the plaudits with a CV to match might and power without the um, without the accolades along the way. I feel like that there's a set of horses in Cox Plates who emerge vanquished but enhanced and Mahogany's one of those and Al Waverley Star's probably that it's his category, isn't it? Al Waverley Star. So they're in the Al Waverley Star category for me. I think across the um the racing industry, and we've been talking about it a lot over the last sort of month or so, we we were desperate to get a heap of competitive weight for age, group one quality horses. And we actually saw that on Saturday. Um, even though we loved seeing Winks go round. And, you know, she would win every week and, and, and we would love to see Animo go around and he was similar and Black Caviar. To actually get back to the old days when we had Better Loosen Up and Superimpose and Vogue. Shaftesbury Avenue and Vogue, Rogue, those type of horses would At go Jack. out and the four or five of them would compete. Tie the Knot was another great horse that came up year after year. And you'd go to Cox Plates and you'd go to the, the lead-in group Sunline one races Northern. and there'd be five or six or seven horses all in the market that not so much took turns, but there wasn't much between them. So I so think you say that, that on the weekend. Winks, winks at $1.50 up against, yeah, or a race where it's five to one the field, to be fair, and everyone's got an opinion. Well, well, I think from an owner's perspective, I mean, it was always frustrating because you'd invest in horses, you'd have nice horses, and you're running against Winks, and you've got no hope. So, yeah, so I think I yeah. think there are two styles of Cox plays. One's the coronation, yeah, and the coronations are the one that are the ones that, sort of, um, they are enshrined in history. So that the day mightn't be as competitive. And then there's the actual heavyweight bout. So who's the champ here? And a fusion of both. There's some years you get the coronation and some years you get the heavyweight bout. And we got it this year. And, and the champ proved to be the champ. And there's a lot of debate in the aftermath. So let's have the debate around what the 
Cox Plate Carnival is, the Friday night into Saturday. So I think there are about 8,000 there on Friday night. Um, and then it's, I was, it's bloody hard to stage a major event at a construction site. And that's what Mooney Valley is at the moment. And there's going to be two more. There's going to be two more Cox Plate days, which I presume will get harder and harder to stage given all that's going around. And then I also think that the incredible gamble of redoing the track when history says, as part of what Liz says, it's it's the right race and it's the right time. It's also the right track. And they're going to dig it up and and start from scratch. I think it's an amazing scenario that Mooney Valley has constructed for itself at the moment. And look, I can say from an owner's perspective, and I, I did go out, we were lucky. We had a, we had a two-year-old race, um, a, a, a two-year-old race winner earlier in the day, which was really good. But from an owner's perspective, Jared, I'm not quite sure how, how they're going to deal with it over the next couple of years. Um, you know, we're talking about promoting racing and getting people there. What's pretty clear. Danny Shum didn't care for the record. He was pretty happy with it all. <laughs> Go to the winning owner's store. Yeah. They never complain. I agree. I agree. But I mean, from my perspective and, and a heap of our other owners, there's always challenges, Jared, isn't there, when you're on and working in construction sites. But we really need to be working around that because the experience from an owner's perspective on the weekend, and I'm not, I'm not dirty because we didn't win the Cox Plate. We had a runner in the race and we weren't good enough and but having said that, you know, we, we did win another race and it's just so frustrating. We just couldn't get anywhere. People were on level two, paid $6,000 for a table. But isn't that, why, isn't that why they're redoing out, it? No TVs, no food. And again, these are challenges that major events always face. So I'm, I'm not having a crack at the people at Mooney Valley. They didn't intend to do any of that. That wasn't obviously part of the play. So... At the end of the day, they did the best job they could do in the environment. But I have to say, from an owner's experience, it was it was bloody terrible. And I couldn't get in the mounting yard. And when I did, I couldn't get all the other owners in the mounting yard. It's too small. Sure, they're gonna they're adjusting that. We know that. But in the interim, we're talking about promoting racing and wanting to get people back to the races. You get the good horses there, people go to the races. There's no doubt about that. But having nightclubs in the middle of a racing environment. If they want to do it, they should put it all in the middle and go and have a heap of fun in there because I couldn't hear a race. I couldn't see a fluctuation on a screen and it was terrible. I thought the facilities were terrible. Having said that, I'm sure they didn't mean the power to go out and those other challenges. It was just no good. Well, on track or was your Yeah, I was on track. Like I didn't mind. I thought it wasn't as busy as I thought it would be. Um, I love the Valley. I love the Cox Plate. I love the roar at the start, yeah. but you couldn't get a bet on. Um, and that was frustrating. So the internet's down in, in 2023, people bet on their phone. So it would have affected turnover on that day, especially on track. Um, but apart from that, I think they, they've tried to do the, the best that they possibly can under the circumstances, but Caulfield had a construction site. Yeah. They didn't have too many problems. Caulfield, they run their carnival beautifully. Mooney Valley had a farm, like a, a like, um, it was a, there was more problems that seemed to be there on Saturday, but I think the programming Friday night, I like the Mooney Valley cup there. You've got to have the best sprint on the big day. So have the, the, the Manicato on the Saturday and you, the Friday night meeting is important for Mooney Valley because they, they need the money. 
because that's one of their biggest revenue nights. It would I be interesting. Know, I'd like to see that. the numbers on that in the aftermath. Yeah. I'm pretty with, with 8, sure. There. Yeah. I, your your idea lived with me all week is to put it all together as this incredible Saturday. Uh, and I do wonder whether Friday night has outlived its worth now. We can't so, have so we can't I, have 15 hours. No, it would be a 12 what? hour day with no yeah, internet. So. <laughs> you can't. You can't. That, that, and limited, that, that and, and limited prize money. Issue, but I still, I still think they just have a Super Saturday and make it a Super Saturday. But the track played beautifully. Hats off I'm to not Marty disputing, Simon. But I'm still not disputing about the track because no. I want to know, and what Jared was alluding to, and I'll say it, I have been told that they don't make money on Friday night. So if they don't make money on Friday night, get rid of it. Just have Saturday, start the first at 12, have your normal eight races, and then once the rest of the country comes towards a finish, instead of plugging in the, the wizard from the west in Perth, you're going to go race 9, 10, 11, 12, and, and you know what? Run the Cox Plate at night. Try it once. And I'll tell you why. We have this big thing every year in about August. People like Jared always are talking about night grand final, day grand final. The NRL Grand Final is a magnificent spectacle. I've been there. I've I've watched it on TV and do and do every year. Mooney Valley Under Lights is magnificent. Let's try it once. The only person that would be kicking back, I would think, might be if it was Channel 7's day or Channel 10's got it or Channel 9's got it because they want to run it before they go to the uh, to the well, news. Well, the cost plate will have to be under lights when they start again after the, the right. reconstruction well, because of the, the way you, you have a lot now, I'm no expert, yeah. but the sun will be right in everyone's face. But that's what Jared's talking about. Yeah, so we're, running, we're running at the wrong time. Correct. Is that shadow on the winning post? Right. Was, it's the sun was in your face. hugely problematic and it was only really problematic for one race. You've got to run we're running at the, the exact wrong time. It yeah. was fine from Poetry's. Ben Hayes said he did not and... see Romantic Warrior because the shadows yeah, where he yeah. was sitting. It's really Cox plate's got to be run at night. If you're going to, there's two layers here. One is they've got two years to navigate with the track as it is, which I think gives them a free pass. What could we reimagine for the last, for the farewell? And then what is it going to be once the new Valley is built? But you're right though. The new Valley is going to be different because if the people don't realize that what what you're doing is instead of, uh, if it, if it's, you know, North and South, they're going to turn around and be East and West where the winning post is going to be. The winning post is going to be at about the 400 metre mark. So the Mooney Valley, as we know it, it's not just getting ripped up. It's getting moved back, yeah. backwards 400 metres. So the whole track yeah. is going to be completely different to how it is. I hope they don't lose the mystique of the Cox Plate when they do it. Uh, so we debate there. Our big race integrity and paratrees we're going to talk about next. Can you be the best sprinter in the land if you didn't front up in the Everest? Mm. We'll ponder that on the means test, which is for the ultimate Melbourne Cup day at the Osborne South Yarra and my racehorse at showtime, myracehorse.com. Now back to Waitley. Imperatrice glides around the corner, three lengths in front of Uncommon James, then I am me up the middle, but Imperatrice called upon, still three lengths in front, and the Tangerine Tsunami's going to do it again. Imperatrice won it well, second, I am me, Uncommon James or the Inferno for third. Imperatrice victory in the Manicato. So for Mooney Valley sprinting, she did the triple crown, the William Reed, the Moya and the Manicato. It again proves that Cox Plate Day has always been better when Manicato Stakes Day is part of it. And it made for a beautiful hour to see that sensational sprinter into the Hong Kong champ. And the fact that she led, which I think surprised a few through the first 200, going, are we happy with this or not? And it was a romp. 
worked out why she led because Buddhist notches, and it was sad that we didn't get to see him take on a pair of trees because he had the Everest form line. So he was scratched at the barrier. It took a couple of minutes to get him out of the gates and then vetted. And while that was going on, a couple of the speed stars that we thought would jump and be on pace were stuck in the barriers for three or four minutes, just standing there patiently while Imperatrice was walking around the back on her toes. She walks into the gates. They let the gates um they, they, they let the gates crash back and away she goes. She leads pretty easily. Once she led, they were never going to beat her. So but you think she's a Mooney Valley great? Don't yes. You? I think she, and I don't, Wayne, you can speak about this. She's Mr. Got Brightside, that, isn't he? Look yeah. at him. He, imp- yeah. he improves 400 but metres, Mr. Brightside. Just explain to the listeners about the way that she can change her leg around Mooney Valley and, and just what changing the leg is when you hear Mickey D and Obi Bossom talk about her. When you're, if you're going Melbourne way going, your left leg, your front left leg is the first leg out in front. Mm. And then if you're going in Sydney way again, the opposite way, you want them to have their right leg leading first. So it's the first step is with your right leg is the better way to say it. But it's an amazing thing though, because when you run down the straight, Gareth. Different ball game. Sydney horses, you think, wow, right down the outside yeah. fence, no cigar. Best thing about Imperatrice was it just added another string to her bow, really that she could jump and lead. And I, I was exactly like you, what you said, Jared. The first 200 metres, I thought, ooh, mm. gee whiz, uh, you know what? But it just shows, I mean, look at you with Amelia's jewel, Gareth. You've told me a hundred times, she doesn't need to be back last. It's because of bad barriers. Imperatribs lobbed, Imperatriz lobbed two in front, literally. And he was smart and said, let's go forward and let's not do anything silly. And you know what? It was great to see what she did and hats off to them for not chasing the money. No, track, I want to get to that in a tick. The track played really well. You highlighted that earlier, but you still needed to be up there. There wasn't yeah. any point being four or five yeah, But you say back, that. But that's Mooney well, Valley. Yeah, but hang on, hang on, hang on. To be fair, right, when you've got Imperatrice in front and you're three lengths off her, I don't care who you are. You need yeah, to be no, no, I, I agree with that. But well, you I'm need just, to be Black Caviar to be in, in contention. I agree with that. I'm She's saying the good. track played really well. Mm-hmm. There wasn't ridiculous bias, but at Mooney Valley, it's history will say you yeah. need to be sort of up in the first four or five, and you give yourself a better chance. So for Imperatrice to show the versatility, and I, and I, I do agree that um, she went in late and, you know, from a, from a racing perspective, had a chance to jump to the front. There would have been no chance that he was ever going to lead on that horse. That horse clearly races better yep. with cover to let go, but to be able to go and control the race like that and win as easy as what it did, it's easily the best sprinter in Australia. Yeah, so I, I, I would challenge that is, so that was the C graders. I am me won the consolation Agreed. to the Everest and she didn't go. So, so the, the way to claim the mantle is to go to the Everest and win. And I think she would have run favorite. I don't know whether she would have won or not, but I, I'm not falling over myself to have her ahead of the, the Everest Quinella in the rankings of our sprinters. And the problem is, is they're not going to meet in this carnival. So where does she go now? She goes to champions. Last state. Yeah. And from there? Well, she probably either they make a decision whether they retire her or give her another go in the autumn, probably another go in the autumn and then they retire after the autumn or they might even go to Royal Ascot. But the, this is where the, this is from a racing fan point of view. And I can understand what Volandis is doing, but by putting on the giga kick, you're getting the Everest or most of the Everest horses going there and think about it in private eye. And the, the champion sprint, it's basically a clash between Australia's queen and Imperatrice, New Zealand's queen down the straight at Flemington. And that's the, that's the, the battle that we're talking about. She's never about. been there. Opie Boston's never won up the straight. No. <laughs> He's never, he, he, he said post-race, he said, he said both of us. He, Who do you back? Well, 
I'm within secret. I'm ba- I'm backing my horse. Is yeah, it, man. I thought it was staying for the giga kick. Well, you're wrong. Oh. oh. It's about time you opened up and shared a bit of that information. I was talking to Rupert Lee on Thursday. Don't start all that crap. No, I was. Don't start all that crap. Rupert's a very... Get back to Imperatrice. All Rupert wants to do is share info, and you don't. Imperatrice has to go the 1,200 metres. Does she need to run the Everest to be crowned as the best? Well, isn't that the... Trying to line up a Sydney horse versus a Melbourne horse, Jared. I, mean, I just you, think I think the Everest is now our premier sprint. Yeah, I would agree. I would and agree and with she that. could have gone there and, the and second... didn't go there. So I'm not prepared to have her ahead of think about it. No. Well, that's I think, we think about but its that, record. But isn't that good pub debate? But I mean, yeah. It, but, but yeah, but the Spring Carnival used to be about settling the pub debate. Yes. All right, this is the race. Yeah, but Everyone it's not comes happen together now because we're going to be split up. Like well, this I would still argue they they should have gone to the Everest. So did she go to the Everest as a six year old man? Oh, I, th- well, I personally I, I think they missed their moment. They, they, this I, was I, no, the year to no, go. No, she won't because she'll be a stud next year. Unless they decide to say, bugger it, we're going to do what Bla- uh, Winks did and we're just going to keep going. Just quickly, Chautauqua was champion sprinter of the world means zero. It's good pub talk, but it means zero no, when it you've does. got yeah, it. Yeah, but he no, went to doesn't. the championship races in the TJ and he won it three yeah, but times. That's because they were there. Imperatrice stayed home and she won the group ones, Jared. She's won the G1s on her pedigree. She didn't chase the money and a, and a nothing race on the pedigree. Yeah, page. and that's okay. It's it's a great it's a great record. But I'm not she's I'm not anointing her a champion, and I'm not saying yeah. she's the best sprinter in and the land because tough. she hasn't proven. You're very. It. And do you know why it means something? Because the great Jared Waitley, when you talk about Imperatrice's legacy, that's her legacy. He's not talking about she's the greatest of all time, and she no. could have been the greatest of all time. But if no, she runs no, away she's from not. it. She's not. She's well, not black caviar. Of, no, one, so come one on. All right. I feel the pre- we're going to pressure She's index. She's the best since Placid Arc and those okay. horses. After Nathan in the newsroom. The pressure index, Mark Zara had to make the choice. What a choice to be able to make between without a fight and gold trip for the Melbourne Cup. He's gone with the Caulfield Cup winner over his Melbourne Cup winner. How big a decision is that? Well, it was pretty easy once you have a look at the weather report. It's beautiful conditions for Cup Week, so it'll be a good track. Gold Trip probably needs a little bit of sting out of the ground. He has to carry 58.5 Gold Trip, 56.5 without a fight. Mark Sara believes that he'll get a strong two miles after what he did in the Caulfield Cup. And for me, Johnny, I can't believe that you're getting $8 without a fight and four fifty for Gold Trip. The two best jockeys in Australia at the moment are riding those two horses, and neither of them. We'll be celebrating on Melbourne Cup. No, oh, you're getting sooky. You've lost your rider. Geez, you're a bad sport. I'm not, what do you mean? I'm just telling you, the two Ooh. best riders in Australia, they may clean up and win everything else. I haven't looked at all their derby rides and Oakses and Champions Miles and whatever else they're mm. sitting on, but neither of them will be drinking Lala. out of the Melbourne Cup unless Suki they're Lala. sitting... With Ozzy and myself. Okay. And then we'll Suki let them Lala. drink out of the cup. Oh, and they can have as much as they want. So you go from Suki Lala to go on the early crow. Well, well, I'm not doing early crows. Oh, yes, you I'm are. I'm not going early yes, crows. Yes, you are. You do this spring you anyway. Can, we know a lot of people, mate. So we may just sit around with somebody else that wins the Melbourne Cup. Mate, and you were I doing that the King Charles. The King Charles. have a drink out of yeah, Luke Murrell definitely won't be inviting you. I actually had a catch up with Jamie from Australian Bloodstock on Saturday. He's in good form. How was he? Larry, uh, uh, Lance, sorry, (laughs) I can't remember his name. Sorry, sorry, Jamie. We have yes, 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 and oh no's to come. The racing means testers for the Osburn. Join us at the Osburn rooftop bar South Yarra for the ultimate Melbourne Cup Day celebration. And my racehorse owned today from just $39. My racehorse, it's showtime. MyRacehorse.com, T's and C's 
online. Melbourne's weather, showers in, showers increasing the top of 22 for city power, supply and power to homes in the CBD and in the suburbs. Waitley on SEN. Tom Kitten got to the front, 200 metres to run, and Tom's going strongly. Look at Tom go. Two, three, four in front. Capra down the outside in a second. Now that's the best of Tom Kitten today. A much-deserved Group 1 victory. Tom Kitten won the spring champion in a cakewalk. The next big thing for Mac is the new McCrispy. It's the next big thing, Tom Kitten. Now, the only problem with that is that did pro- I was absolutely agree with everything Darren Flindell said. There needs to be a loyalty program in racing. So if you've been backing Tom Kitten, hello, <laughs> three eighty favorite beaten, two dollar favorite beaten, two dollars sixty favorite beaten, and you'd have to take two forty. You you're on. never getting square. You didn't. Did you get on? Yes, but you can't get okay. square on what's happened in this past three. There needs to be a loyalty program. You know, well, actually, if your account says you've backed him at his last three, you can have $5. Well, you need to be listening to Giddy Up, which I know you do, G. James Cummings at the start of the spring said this is a spring champion stakes horse. Yeah. I think it was about $13. So, God bless you. had to go early. So, so we shouldn't have had anything on the other three starts. I'm exactly with Jerry. <laughs> well, Nash, we got Just Nashed a, a few times. Time. I think I own 10% <laughs> of the horse. Oh, I did you hear that? Did you hear that? We got Nashed. No, Nash, he yeah, Nashed. Yeah. Willow, do we get nashed? Oh, yeah. the great pity, though, know, he's not coming for the derby. No. He's not coming. So oh, he was it's a, unreal. He I'm became so the favourite for the derby, and then yeah. he's not coming. He's not yeah. coming. Well, I think you know, stallion-wise, they probably want to look to mile two thousand yeah. mm-hmm. for him. I would have thought. And so, he, will he come back for an all-star mile? That horse, oh, solid pace, he, whoosh. He can mm. come back for better races, maybe. Cox probably Cox next year. Yeah, definitely. He's he's a star. Nash said he was the best horse that he's ever ridden. What? Oh, well, he doesn't no, need after, to be ridden yeah. the way he'd been ridden. One, I mean, of, one of, yeah, it could be one of Do you know, the... Tom Kitten says he's the worst jockey who's ever ridden. Yeah. <laughs> the new McCrispy, it's the next big thing today. Uh, try today at Macca's available at 10.30am. I had one last Thursday night. Right like just this morning, looked like you've had half a dozen of yes, them. Yes, yes, quietly. yes, time. Yes. yes, 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 yes. Johnny. Love this time of the year with the jocks. All the stars rise for the punters. You just follow Frosty Lane, Mark Zara and J-Mac, and then Melbourne Cup Day tune right into Joe Marrera. That's all you need to be doing. They're the riders you need to follow over the carnival, and it is all about responsible gambling, Jared. but those jocks, the more you bet, the more you win. Mm. Yeah, I don't think you know how to say that anymore. Wayne? Okay. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a couple. Um, overhead camera, how good yeah. is it? We, we, we talk about, you know, having to reinvent the wheel and everything like that. We, Jane we, pulled that out of your bedroom, that old air camera. She told you that it had to come out. Now you want to put it back in. I'm not saying It's a nothing. great view to fully what? understand. What do you mean, what? Jared? What do you mean by that, Jared? <laughs> go away. Anyway, boys, get back. Go on. away, Waitley. Waitley, go away. <laughs> yeah, go away. What are you doing? Let me finish my slot. Go You're on. Unbelievable. What else you got? We, we're going to narrow that down and send it. Yes. No, we're not because he no, won't let not. it happen. Hurry up, Wayne. Righto. Overhead camera, amazing. That should just be every week. Make no mistake about it. Simon Zara, Sale Cup with um, Mac Tube, had five uh, five wins from ten starts. Could have gone to Oaks Day, but decided to uh, go to the Sale Cup. And D. Oliver Stakes on Saturday. They've named a great race after a great man. It's the former Linlithgow. You got a yes, yes, yes. Bo Merton's brave ride on that filly, and you know what? If he if he got held up, he probably nearly loses that ride. But he he. he Took a punt. He believes in himself, Bo Mertens. Now he's a jockey of the future. Love what he did there. Snap. I yep. had that as well. And Matty Hill's staying out of the Cox Plate finish. Right. When for all the world it looked like Mr. Brightside had probably got it. He's 
it just he gets it right most magnificent, times. Magnificent, and yes. it adds yeah. to the drama. Yes, as he goes photo, and then by the time he's finished the field, he's got it. Just brilliant. Oh no. no, no, no. I'll go first. Oh, no. Wayne Hawks, you were at the races on Saturday, weren't you? No. Well, you were, because you legged James McDonald up. On what? Oh, you were, and you stood on his foot. What? That was Friday night. Oh, Friday night. So James McDonald had a broken foot. He's, it's the most precious foot oh, in racing. Oh, is that racing. why he did? Oh, That's okay, the I know. And Wayne Hawks, who's, well, if you stand on his foot... He could have ended the great man's carnival ways. is the size of so a Rubik's you need cube. To, you and need I've to be my, careful. I've legged my jockey on. I'm walking back in and someone said, hey, Oggs, how are you? I said, good, mate. And I had my head turned on the side and all of a sudden I've stepped on someone's foot and they've fair pushed me, like yeah. give me the proper push, and dug me in the guts with broke a whip. foot. Well, it was J-Mac, but I was, that was not being a – how do you know that anyway? Is he sooking about me? Oh, no, yes. <laughs> Johnny? So my oh, no, we uh, – we saw Nash do what he did on uh, on Tom Kitten the other day and better ride this week wins. Jason Collett, I've been all over him for the last four weeks. It's a terrible thing. I hate to do it. No, you don't. He rode a horse called Namesake in Sydney on Saturday. Well, I've never seen anything like it. That's all I've got to say. <laughs> I've, I've never up the seen place. anything like it. I've bet it. up the place. <laughs> yeah. 14 and 350. Obviously, I was the gambling responsibly. won't talk to me anymore, so <laughs> I have to put my heel. Back last, flew home, ran fourth, of course. No good. Wayne? We don't need to talk about the crowd at Mooney Valley, but that's got to be getting a mention the oh no. But uh, Danny Shum, stop being a sook. I know it's pressure, Danny, and I get it and I understand. But what about this? Oh, Race of Victoria need to put more facilities at Werribee and stuff like that. Wasn't saying that after the race, were you, Danny? <laughs> Tell you Sook one thing, to, Danny. We're putting nothing at Werribee. We're just yeah. going to chuck yeah, you in a paddock if you come exactly. back again, mate. Exactly. Blake Shin's right on Antino needs to be yes. stuck. <laughs> oh. How did he go from outside prowess to inside he prowess? Right. Before, the race before oh, he rode like a legend. No. And I went, wow, he's going so good oh, in no. that race. Yeah, I, I backed prowess, but how, how he managed to get it beaten was mm. a work of art. <laughs> he pulled the wrong um, We will have this. Something for the battlers coming next. Now, back to Waitley. Gringotts is surging home. Russian conquest portray Gringotts the outside. Favourite got up, Gringotts. That was last week's something for the battlers from Johnny O'Neill. So, Your Honour, you've got the honour. Something in the next week. Got something Wednesday. Tuesday night, head to that Golden Square Hotel up there. There's a big Calcutta, and you need to be backing a first starter here in uh, Australia. Horse from New Zealand we've got by the name of Jimmy Star. It'll go around in a benchmark 70. At, uh, at Bendigo on Bendigo Cup Day. So have something solid each way and uh, you'll get a result. Jimmy Starr. Wayne? More secrets in the Empire Rose on Saturday. Right. Something for the battlers. Get to the Osborne rooftop and Bar South Yarra to watch um, Benny Allen DJ Melbourne <laughs> Cup night. I probably can't go there because I'm burning the you're tickets. You're bad. You're bad. Um, yeah, you're and, bad. And get yeah. on Shinzo for the battlers. It'll win the Coolmore. No and chance. The, and some some people are trying to tell me my Perth pony's no good. She'll be winning. Perth She'll pony. be winning the Golden Eagle, Will Amelia's not win. Jewel. Will not. Oh, please, Wayne. No, I, Don't not. disrespect WA like you have. You won't be shaken. Perth pony. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> all right. Perth pony. Sorry for the battlers there. Terrific. See you all at Flemington for Derby Day. Good luck with your endeavours along the way. See you and Wayne in the top. In it up upstairs yep. again. We'll be upstairs yep. talking to you as we go. We'll come yep. and see you in the mountain yard. You're in, you're a whole new level with Jared, aren't you, Wayne? Oh. Take it, take He's it. He's got me gagged. The spring racing time. means test. <laughs>